Right, good morning and welcome back to the Security Conversations podcast. Our guest this week is Tony Pepper, co-founder and CEO of Egress. Tony, let's start right there. What is Egress? Paint the picture of the, the life of the company over, I want to say, 10 years. You guys have been at this for about 10 years. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And great to see you again. So, um, so yeah, our business uh, has really evolved over the past 10 years. And whereas maybe 10 years ago, we were focusing very much around protecting content shared by email, Certainly over the past four or five years, we've really been focusing much more around the advanced threats that are both inbound and outbound. So your typical kind of sophisticated business email compromise, or maybe uh, all around human error or data exfiltration. So sort of rounded out that that more broader challenges around email security. Email com- looks completely different today. As I mentioned at the top, email looks completely different today than it was when you created a company 10 years ago to do this data protection of email. Can you talk? a little bit about like the pivot points when when did this trigger in your brain that you know this is a direction this is a natural logical direction at some point we've been told you know email is going to die email is like not the preferred method of communication here we are in 2022 email is still the primary method of communication although there's been shifts to slack and teams and so on can you talk a little bit about the pivot points from that yeah and that's a great question And, and actually for us there has been a logical a logical evolution, but it kind of began for us all around outbound protection. So again, originally it was all around protecting content, but then very logically customers were talking to us, kind of explaining that, hey, look, many of our users purely accidentally share information to the wrong person accidentally. They might eat, they might send information and add the wrong contact. Or maybe they might be sharing information with the right person, but they'll add the wrong content. And I think in that world, all the encryption in the world is not going to solve that problem. It's it's fundamentally around around an abnormality in behavior that the user uh, actually just purely is, is unaware that they're doing it. So very logically, our customers started to drag us into a new area of technology, which is this is much bigger than than protecting sensitive regulated content to how do we use machine learning and the latest in technology to try and understand anomalies in behavior you know in, you know times where where patterns aren't normal and then be able to surface up risk but for us that was all around outbound so that was still all around information that was leaving the business um, and and again for four or five years we sort of went along that journey but it was but what's completed the story for us in the last 12 months is to add that inbound capability because when you think of when you think of it as a 360 journey about information you're receiving that also has abnormalities in the, in those mm-hmm. behavior patterns and specifically around business email compromise impersonation where actually again not too dissimilar to outbound abnormalities Something doesn't quite look right about this email. I'm, I'm regularly talking to Ryan on email, but something, either the language is different, the ask is different. Suddenly that inbound threat turns very logically into an outbound threat. So for us, joining up the dots and, and offering customers the ability to, to offer protection for both inbound and outbound. And I think for us, what's so exciting about about joining this up is actually by combining the intelligence of inbound with the intelligence of outbound, you can ultimately create a much more compelling uh, solution to allow customers to kind of solve these problems. And the idea is to make the decision on behalf of the user. I notice Egress uses human layer security. Can you define that for me at the very top and talk a little bit about what goes into like the trade-off between making that decision for the end user, having technology make the security decision? Yeah, absolutely. 
I think for us, the technology landscape in the last five years has seen some radical um, enhances in capability that I think all technology businesses and customers can now take value out of. And I think one of those, you know, that those those kind of real step changes in technology advances is machine learning and artificial intelligence. And actually all it's done fundamentally is allowed technology to be able to 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 peruse and browse, you know, enormous amount of information and then surface up choice that ultimately can engage with people to help make better informed decisions. This isn't about necessarily taking decisions away from people. This is about augmenting people with better data to allowing them to make better decisions. So I think the reason why we talk about human layer security is because fundamentally, when you look at all of the breaches today in every sector, 85% of breaches involve people at the heart of it, whether they have been manipulated into doing something they shouldn't do, or whether they've made a genuine mistake, or whether they've actually there's a malicious employee that's exfiltrating data. The, I think we have to we have to bring people right into the center of the security argument if we want to build better solutions for business. So that so our view of that world by talking about human layer security is actually augmenting people with intelligent technology to ultimately make better choices. Can you talk a little bit about the the pillars of your of your product platform? There's egress defend, egress prevent, and egress protect. What are those three things? Yeah, so it, and it kind of follows that inbound and outbound threat, right? So mm-hmm. defend focuses entirely on the inbound threat. So advanced threats that could be business email compromise, impersonation, spoofing. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see that the, the threat vectors and the threat attacks, even in the last two or three years, have evolved so much since there was even five years ago. I think payload attacks are just a thing of the past almost. They're so, they're so, they're so unsophisticated that the native technology that's available in M365 can catch 99% of those threats. All of the attacks today are built around social engineering. And, and that defend. That defend piece, sorry to interrupt, is is egress making the decision, putting uh, uh, guidance and warnings and, and alerts uh, associated with emails based on all the magic happening in the background. Yeah, so it's, t- it's effectively reverse engineering um, an email, looking for the building blocks of, of deception. And what it will do is it will pass that email through a whole series of models using natural language processing, using a whole series of, of threat models to then ultimately roll up into a single risk score. And then we will append that email with, a, with an interactive banner. What will happen then is we'll then present that back to the user so they'll get that in their inbox. And then if there's deemed a threat, this next gen type of, of what we call teachable moments encourages employees to then, if there is risk, to then click on that interactive banner to then understand why that might be considered a threat. And we are effectively taking thousands of data points and, mm-hmm. and simplifying it into a way that people can understand to help them help educate them where the threats are and ultimately make, you know, make them part of that security advocacy program. So it's a bit like what you mentioned before, Ryan. I think security awareness, sitting, sitting a course once every three months does not mm-hmm. solve the problem. Real-time, interactive, teachable moments, that's the only way you're going to change behavior. And I imagine there's also some sort of mechanism for the end user to notify uh, IT 
yeah uh, the, some sort of reporting mechanism back in internally as well right so that so exactly it, it right. completes that loop it does it completes the loop but most importantly it doesn't feed into the models and i think that's key right because it's amazing ryan how you or i may feel this is a phishing attack when actually in fact right. it isn't or actually it's amazing how many times it's more often the contrary which is people not not believing it's a, it's an mm. impersonation attack or it's deception when in fact it is it's just so phenomenally sophisticated so we do offer a feedback loop for employees to to to, to monitor that but it does not update the modeling i think that's the most important thing can i ask a stupid question why why as a customer why don't i get that from my cloud email security provider why don't why am i not getting this this level of protection from microsoft or google yeah i think microsoft and google have you know they they've got such such wide and diverse platforms that actually what you'll find is the native cloud email providers or or have have made such incredible strides over the past 5 to 10 years mm-hmm. offering collaboration platforms that cater for a whole series of of remote and working habits but what they've never been great at is the really really deep advanced threat modeling and actually Microsoft and Google have it's it's not their skill set and i think that's why in our universe our entire premise is to augment those cloud platforms right in such augmentation is mandatory right there's no way you can you you can uh, uh put an organization into that cloud without this third party augmentation and validation of like security controls and so on right i mean that's a reality well that's right and a lot i think microsoft in particular actually are now exceptional at you know the classic garden variety antivirus anti spam i mean i think the reality is maybe 10 years ago you wouldn't even consider using microsoft for those native controls i think microsoft is 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 good enough in those areas now but it really the the new battlefield is really the advanced threats it's the social engineering it's 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 the human error detection it's those very specific human activated risks that's the area that we're focusing on i, I want to get back to the pillars as well egress prevent is really fascinating and interesting to me because this is the one where you're nudging you're nudging me i'm the end user and i'm, I'm i've attached an atta- i've been tricked into something i've attached an attachment i've attached a document somewhere and you're saying hey be careful with this thing there there's like a little prevent mechanism there talk a little bit about that yeah so prevent think of prevent as guide rails it's <laughs> it's something that allows people to ultimately avoid a mistake and i think there's two types of threats um from an outbound perspective by email the first is a very malicious very conscious act to take data and egg and exfiltrate that out the business but it's such a small percentage of the threats overwhelming number of risk is actually just people making genuine mistakes right this is people that are busy they're distracted maybe at once again the doorbell's ringing there's another delivery and they're just they're just making a genuine mistake and and those two mistakes like i said before they fall into two categories the first is they've just they've just included the wrong contact typically because outlook autocomplete has right. just given Right, and it's it, it's shown the first the the name is the same as the person, but it's so common. common. So, so common, common to get right. wrong mail from folks sending something to some other Ryan in the organization. Right, and there's just no intelligence behind Google or Microsoft to help in that area because again, it's a complex problem. Um, the second is is the right contact with the wrong content, and I think what our software is designed to do, unlike an inbound threat where it uses zero trust, it, it looks at every mail in isolation. It's looking for deception. outbound's very different it uses graph and it uses uh, it uses behavioral modeling to say well what do you normally do who does ryan normally share with what does good look like 
and then it surfaces up abnormalities in your normal behavior. So quite rightly, if it detects someone that with, a, with the same name as a person that you're sharing to, but, but clearly you've never included that person ever before in the context of the other people on that mail. And clearly there's something wrong with that. And it's our job to just effectively be a reminder to pop up and, and ask the user, are you sure this is correct? The trick is actually to, to pop up very, very infrequently because there's nothing worse than something that constantly pops right. up and irritates you. That actually reduces productivity. That's what the industry calls click fatigue. Right. There's science to over-alerting and trying to keep that balance. I think if, 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 an, employee, if an employee can build trust with the cybersecurity tools to the point where actually they believe when it pops up, there's something really meaningful there and they should take notice then that's part of that interactive training as well. It's teaching them to consider before they then click send. And I think mm-hmm. for us, you know, I, I think the reality is if so many individuals share information with the wrong person and they don't even know they've made a mistake, so how do they know to report a breach if they don't know they've done it in the first place? I think for us, you know, th- this is probably one of the biggest tip of the iceberg issues in, in, in industry, which is human error, because mm-hmm. the reality is, so, you know, if you have accidentally shared uh, an email with content to the wrong recipient and, and you've not been made aware of that, then you will not know to report that breach. So it's really right. something that we have to do a better job of using intelligence to just teach and coach people to make the right decisions. So I think the trick is making sure that it's effective and it's correct 99.9% of the time uh, and build trust with people in business. Oh, I agree with you. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than I'm on my Windows box. Windows Defender pops up an alert to say, big alert to say, no, no threats have been found. <laughs> What's the point of that? And then the egress protect piece, the third piece is doing uh, uh, email encryption, encrypting attachments. Like what's, uh, how does that fit into this, you know, human layer section? Well, I mean, ultimately, it it's now makes perfect sense of where we effectively started out, right? So if you are, if you are protecting against inbound threats, and you're making sure that the right information is going to the right people, then I think the final part of that story is, any if that information is sensitive, then let's make sure we apply an appropriate level of security around it. Uh, and then that completes the journey. So for us, protect is another key part, not only to deliver against compliance requirements, but it's also a key part in that fight against, uh, against impersonation and business email compromise. Because if we can use encryption in a more in a more in a more in a more meaningful way that's going to be much harder for that mail to be compromised and then used against you on the inbound so so again it's about each of these components feeding into each other to build a more holistic approach to email security fantastic listen we only have a 5 minutes so i want to let you out to here with this uh, as we look as you look to the future of internal uh, corporate communications it, it's it's shifting away from email slowly mentioned Teams at the top, we mentioned uh, Slack. And then the other big thing, the other one I'm noticing a lot pervading and and it's a big uh, uh, issue among my CISO community is WhatsApp. WhatsApp as as a tool with a desktop component with attachment capabilities and so on, kind of infiltrating into the workplace. When you think about pivot points for your company, you're an email security company with these three pivot points, where do you see computing and messaging and communication going in, say? It's hard to think in 10-year increments in the way things are moving so fast. So let's look five years in, five years out. Do you see, do you see major pivots around where 
messaging and communication goes? Can you talk a little bit about how you're projecting things? Yeah, do you know, Ryan, it's such a brilliant question. I, I actually think that messaging is much, much nearer than five years. I think it's much nearer than that. And I agree with you about WhatsApp. How many organization boards are using WhatsApp to communicate with each other? Because there isn't, there isn't a tool that can allow outsiders and insiders to collaborate. I think that I think the desktop version that allows people to click and attach things and move things is becoming a business communication tool, especially for executives too. Uh, do you know? I think I think even in the the pandemic last two years, I think we've seen a, a massive rise in in teams in particular and other messaging collaboration tools. You know, my our view on that is I think there is a there is logically a convergence of email and messaging as part of a joined up story to communicate with customers. I mm-hmm. think you're absolutely right. There is, you know, I think still today, messaging is primarily used as an internal communication tool, but that is changing. And I think as those tools evolve and then become increasingly used to communicate with external customers as well as Intel, I think the risks will suddenly start to surface. So we we, we, Slack Connect as like a tool that's already surfacing that risk, right? Absolutely right. So we think that messaging... Well, when you when you talk to, to CISOs globally, the 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 main course, if you like, of threat today is email. But I think the I think those those side courses and that increasing risk around the edges that will only become more apparent over time, I think is clearly messaging. So in our view, met, you know, we we think of that through the lens of. Um, human activated risk, regardless of the channel you communicate, is certainly the direction of travel of the way we think about things. Today, we solve obviously the number one threat vector, which is email, but we're already thinking about and exploring ways of how can we deliver that same level of intelligence, that same level of of, of risk scoring through other channels of communication. And, 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 and the, the, the first and only challenge you'd have to look at would be would be messaging and i think quite frankly you'd, you'd have to look at the market leaders in that area and teams would be one and slack would be another as would whatsapp but it, but i think what's really fascinating about that space is the problems medium term are exactly the same you have you have security around the content that resides on those platforms you have the exfiltration of, of unauthorized data on those platforms and you mm-hmm. and you have human error risks on those same platforms and you have inbound threats on those on those platforms so for us that's the the same fundamental thesis around inbound and outbound risk with email does apply in some areas today with messaging but it will apply in all areas over time so when we think of that we have to then start thinking about how will that risk intelligence as a as a as, a, as an intelligence layer which primarily, we, which today we deliver through email as, as an interface. Mm-hmm. How can we hook that into other channels? And the first way we'll be thinking about is certainly messaging. I love the hypothesis. Can you come back in a year and let's kind of examine what we discussed and the, these projections? Thank you so much, Tony. Appreciate the time. Uh, looking forward to some future conversations. Pleasure as always, Ryan. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much. <laughs>